Miss mm -hmm. Universe, Miss USA, Miss Teen USA. All of those women are black. And that was history made right there. And at the same time, the Miss America organization also had a black title holder. And then at the same, and then we had other systems crowning black winners. Black women are truly making a difference out there. And we are kind of, we are changing the game here. There's no doubt that you can live your passion and be economically stable. In this day and age, we all have the power to shape our own life. The only thing in question is how you get there. Nobody Comes Here to Hide shares the stories of thriving Black creatives living their passion. By listening to their journeys, you can envision your own. Their stories showcase the many ways to achieve one's dreams because your journey to success is rarely what you'd imagine. Hello, today I have with me Jordan Meacham, who is two weeks from now, we're going to be graduating from Wharton. Oh my she, goodness, right. <laughs> yeah, she has held multiple um, state and national titles and is currently the reigning Miss Pennsylvania Collegiate 2020. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for being on this podcast. I'm excited. <laughs> So let's just get into it. How did you start with pageantry? You know, I, I absolutely love that question because I think it's hilarious every time I, I tell it. Um, because the whole idea when I started pageants, it wasn't, you know, um, the idea of standing on stage in a gown and having a crown and banner. No, it wasn't that. Yeah. It was a car winning uh -huh. a Ford Mustang convertible. So, you know, 10 years ago in 2010, um, I had just decided, like, let me go get the mail for my mom one day. And um, I go down there and I get a um, I get a little postcard with my name on it, which I thought was incredibly odd because I never get anything with my name on it. Yeah. Um, but the first words were like, do you want to win a Ford Mustang? And I said, yeah, I, I, I want to win a Ford Mustang. And like, oh, my gosh, how can I win this? And then, you know, looking further, they were telling me to participate in this Miss Georgia beauty pageant, this competition. Mm -hmm. And you know, at the time I was the most unathletic 13 year old you could ever, you know, <laughs> possibly imagine. Like, you know, I had just not, I had a, not won the vice presidency position at my school, um, not voted as popular. So I felt like I wanted something, some sort of outlet to, you know, separate me. And as I'm reading more, I'm like, okay, I actually really kind of want to try this. So I think in like the next two weeks or so, we went to our very first open call pageant where I met the state director and he was just talking about the uh, definite, uh, the required competitions like interview, um, person production, public speaking skills and um, confidence uh, walking on stage modeling. And I'm like slowly getting intimidated by this, like, oh, wow, this is actually pretty intensive stuff. And right after he finished describing him, he said, all right, now you have an interview to see if you are eligible for our pageant. I was like, oh, wait, what? We have an interview now? Like, I'm not even ready. Um, so I remember just going outside with all these girls and one of the ladies, she looked at me, she asked, you know, what do you hope to um, expect to gain from participating in our pageant? And I was thinking, I hope to find a new me, something that I didn't know wasn't there before, something that has just been hidden the entire time. And I think this will be a great opportunity to bring that out. Wow. Already the perfect answer, huh? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's coming from the heart, you know, when you think about these things and it's true during my time with pageantry, I've 
learned so much about my, more about myself than I didn't realize. And, you know, public speaking and interviews and talking about my passions and my values and, you know, how I want to change certain things. It's been, it's, Patrick has really brought out that side of me. And it was like a whole new world that I, you know, anxiously loved. And that's really kind of what's kept me going since then. Yeah, that makes sense. I do have one question, though. Why were they offering a car to people who couldn't drive yet? <laughs> Let me tell you, every year, um, or most of the years that I've been there, I've always seen a six, seven, eight-year-old girl win the car. Wow. And <laughs> honestly, honestly, the parents are more excited than the girl. I mean, I think I remember mm-hmm. one time his dad was hyperventilating. He couldn't believe his eight-year-old daughter from Alabama just won a Ford Mustang. Nice. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's great. <laughs> Before you saw that card, were you exposed at all to pageantry through your friends? Honestly, uh, from friends, no. No, none of my friends had ever done pageants before, yet I was aware of the idea. So yeah, pageants are very popular in the South. In fact, they say competing in the South is expect competition and it's it's almost impossible to win. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the time, I was only exposed to a certain uh, framework of pageants the ones that you see toddlers and tiaras like the big hair and the temper tantrums and the hairspray and the flippers and the crazy short outfits and the posing um you know those were the pageants that I knew of at the time and see so all these little girls wearing excessive makeup this pageant system that I did was totally different they didn't even allow uh, young girls to wear makeup, if they even found one, you know, lipstick or blush for a little mm-hmm. girl, that she would lose points. You know, they really, this pageant system, what separated it was that they really encouraged um, self-confidence and, and growth and finding uh, natural beauty. And mm-hmm. that was that opportunity, that moment to made me see two sides of the pageant world. You have, you know, the excessive glamorous, um, you know, reality entertainment that you think people are like wow it gives it a almost a negative stereotype but then you have people like me who are in the real world um, of pageantry how we seriously don't believe in that we actually genuinely want to um, want to make an impact for those around us and in our community interesting what for you is the point of competing in a pageant it changes, you know, every competition, it's like, you know, why do I want to do this? Why do I want to win? And for many years, um, I, I, I would have to say that I struggled because for one thing, you know, these judges are probably going to hear the same answer over and over again. Mm-hmm. And at the time I realized like, that's not really finding the real me. Like, why do I want to do this? And then that was the, like perfect opportunity to just sit down and find myself. And for me, you know, I am about to be a graduate from Warden. And during that time, however, I, you know, was diagnosed, well, I was diagnosed with a learning disability when I was very, very young at a young age in kindergarten. It was Mm -hmm. really to my disadvantage. I was held back a year. So I was always the oldest in my grade in um, elementary school and high school. And, um, uh, I, I had taken all these special courses after school every day. And at the time, I didn't know what they meant. I thought everyone else had to take them with me. Um, 
but it wasn't until I think my junior year in high school that my mom told me that I struggled with language and verbal comprehension. So essentially that meant that whatever direction or guidance you gave me, I would understand it. It was all muddled in my mind. Mm -hmm. And every time you read a sentence, I had to picture it in my head and it would just totally be the opposite of what that person had said. So with all those um, after school sessions, you know, I felt like I had gotten, you know, my disability under control. And then I came to Penn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I came to Penn and I was just like, okay, I'm going to have to change everything. And during that time, it was, it was difficult. And I had never had um, accommodations before. Never. And it wasn't until Penn where I was like, you know what, I think I might need some additional help and guidance mm -hmm. that, you know, I took a test and it turns out I may have been misdiagnosed my whole life. And, um, you know, and that's kind of shocking to hear. But when I tell people, you know, my story and pageantry, they're, you know, they say, but you're so smart, you know, you speak so eloquently, you're so, you, you speak with such a natural finish. I mean, like no one would have known. Right. And I said, well, you know, that's kind of reason, you know, why I choose to compete in pageants, you know, a lot of people, and it's true, even in um, a lot of jobs and career opportunities, they just take one look at your GPA and if it doesn't cut it, you know, they're going to say, sorry. And mm -hmm. for me, that's something I always struggle with because I have to remind myself and, you know, try to persuade others. I'm so much more than a GPA number. I have so much more to offer if you give me the chance. So that's why I've always in pageantry, when they say, why you want to win? I said, I want to share my story. I know that there are a lot of kids out there who probably are feeling discouraged, feel like they can't do it. I'm telling you, I'm a living example of someone who has persisted. It is all to make you stronger. It will make you more resilient and to face any challenge or, you know, most challenges. And that is what I felt separated me from everybody else. And that was what I felt was my answer to the judges. And they, they loved it. You know, they were like, wow, yeah. like who would, who would have known? Um, so that was my turning point, you know, advocating for kids with disabilities like me um, and encouraging them that disabilities don't disable you. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Thank that. you. Thank you. Now, will you take me down memory lane to your first uh, placement? Oh my God. Oh my goodness. You know, it's, oh Lord. So <laughs> girl, you sent me back to memory lane, like too, too far, man. And you know, we have, <laughs> we have to laugh at this because, you know, in the South, we have this thing called a bless your heart child. So I was that times 10, my first year at a pageant. Okay. So <laughs> in these pageant systems, there are crazy designers, Sherry Hill, uh, mm -hmm. McDougal, um, and these crazy brand shoe companies I had no idea what any of those who they were and my mom and I were thinking oh well we need a gown right well let's just make a gown and um, I kid you not I came straight out of the 18th century in this frock I mean it was <laughs> pink it was puppy sleeves you know I'm standing on stage with all these girls and I'm seeing all this glitz and bedazzle and jewels and I'm just like mm -hmm. 
um, I don't know if this is the right dress, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. but you know, after that first year, she saw me in that dress compared to the other girls. She was like, okay, okay, no. All right. We know what to do now. But my first year I did end up making top 15, which was oh, amazing. Great. You know, I was so excited. I think there were over 200 girls that year and I ended up making top 15. And, um, if anything, after that, I was inspired. We did extensive research you know like Mm -hmm. who are these gowns like where can we find pageant gowns who are these designers and two years later um I came back but like a brand new like a brand new I guess um transformation and won Miss Georgia oh amazing so it was a it's definitely a change um yeah that kind of brings me to this question of do you feel like pageantry is accessible? Absolutely, I believe is accessible. Um, believe it or not, I mean, I know a lot of people think that um, it's too expensive and you have all these fees and everything. We encourage um, sponsorship. You know, we, pageants like I've done, they've encouraged people to go door to door, get sponsors, earn funds, and eventually, you know, we get to the point where people say, I didn't have to pay a dime, I have to pay a cent. It really kind of um, strengthens the, uh, you know, personal skills and relationship communications with other people. And, you know, they, on their ad page, they have all these lists of sponsors who donated just enough amount where they essentially didn't have to pay anything. And that is also one of the things outside of the actual competition that's really the positive aspect of pageantry Mm -hmm. it definitely seems like for pageantry you need to be industrious basically um it it, it, you definitely have to um take initiative because that's mm -hmm. what this whole pageantry is it's putting yourself out there on stage to be judged by people you don't know one Mm -hmm. you know that takes a lot of you know, courage. It takes a lot of skill and confidence to do that. And second, if you don't win, you know, that's basically saying, how are you going to handle rejection? I mean, no one likes being said no to, Mm -hmm. and it happens. And it definitely teaches you how you can learn and what you can do for the next time. Mm -hmm. Is your involvement with pageants the type of thing that you can put on a resume? Oh, absolutely. I mean, pageantry... Uh, it is a skill, an acquired skill that does reward, you know, if you do re- really well, you can earn scholarship money, um, earn, you know, cash prizes. I've earned maybe almost $10,000 in the years that I've been in pageantry to help pay for school, pay for textbooks. It's a career that not enough people know or really understand how amazing how essential it is. I mean, I I don't believe it should be a full-time lifetime career. Um, But when you have Mm -hmm. people like me who have struggled in literally everything else in every sport, they still find, I still find a way to be active, you know, not be in Mm -hmm. my room for all of my life. I go out there and I continue to make a difference. Um, You know, community service and getting along with other people, practicing communication skills. And that's something I think a lot of um, employers should look at and see the positive benefit and impact from pageantry. Mm -hmm. I'm really interested in what is the communal aspect of pageantry or is there one? 
the thing with pageant world is everyone is going to have connections with somebody. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows this person through this person. And with pageants, it's kind of like, you know, you do your research, you find this person, you see all the titles that they've won. And then when you finally meet them in person, because you're competing with them, you're like, oh my gosh, I've just looked at your profile. I've seen you do this and do that. And it's, it's amazing. And so I've definitely, um, one of my closest, closest friends, she's currently Miss Pennsylvania USA. We were in competition together. We mm -hmm. both ended up making top five and mm -hmm. we were just, you know, hugging, so excited. And even after that, we've done Miss Pennsylvania USA together our very first time, first year. We both made top five again. I mean, it's, it's amazing. I think the relationships and the friendships um, it really kind of just, um, it, it's really inspiring. It's, it's beautiful. I mean, she's still, like I said, she's one of my closest friends today. You really don't see that whole, you know, oh, I know her, she does everything and I stay away from her or I'm going to be fake around her. No, I mean, it's mm -hmm. genuine, it's genuinely genuine. Um, and that is what I'm sure I know a lot of is another stereo negative stereotype of pageants, how girls are just catty, that are mean. I mean, don't get me wrong. There have, I have, I've heard stories. I've heard instances of, you know, sabotage or, or something, but for the most part, my experience has been, you know, lifelong friendships all over the nation. When you look later on in life, future years, you still see those relationships and connections, how girls are each other's bridesmaids and weddings. Um, mm -hmm. God moms to their children, a powerful sisterhood is made between them. I was wondering if you see a lot of other black women. Oh, absolutely. I mean, let's, we just, you know, real talk right now. If you look at, I mean, the past, maybe two years or so, mm -hmm. the big, big competitions, Miss America, Miss USA, they're televised. Um, they've had amazing, like, serious history changes if you look right now the miss universe organization they have three title holders okay mm -hmm. miss universe miss usa miss teen usa all of those women are black and that was history made right there and at the same time the miss america organization also had a black title holder and mm -hmm. then at the same and then we had other systems crowning black winners black women are truly making a difference out there and we are kind of we are changing the game here um before, you see a lot of girls with straight hair with big old curls. You know, natural hair is coming in with a force. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of girls now in these smaller systems wearing their natural hair. I wore my natural hair because, you know, I didn't want to put all the heat damage to my hair. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, it's great. It's definitely like that whole, it's the Black girl magic and empowerment. And it's very inspiring. It's uplifting. And, you know, I, you know, better late than never. But, you know, history has seriously been made in those organizations. I mean, just to have four title holders, all black at the same time. I mean, that's, that's never, ever happened before. And we don't know if it'll happen again. But the fact that it's happened now, we're just like in awe and we're inspired by it. And then pretty soon after that, your next pageant, you see more girls coming in. You have black girls coming in, Hispanic girls coming in. And they're all just like, okay, I think we want to try this. Yeah, I think that it's really easy to write off pageantry as just an aesthetic like competition. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but I know that there's like generally service required with winning a crown. And what other things come with like winning? 
or responsibilities specifically? Well, here's the thing about the pageantry, um, especially with the USA winners. Yes, Miss USA is a year contract. It is a job. It's a duty. Mm-hmm. But in addition to that, these women also have careers. We've had USA winners as lawyers, doctors, uh, nurses, forensic scientists, um, uh, in, the, in the army, in the military. And it's one of those things where you really find how these people are generally making a difference, you know, outside of the pageant world and how they don't want to make pageantry a career. They're really trying to make a difference in their community, in their nation, in their world. So along with that, I mean, you do have a year to put your current careers at at hold, but during that time, you're, you know, encouraged to um, travel, to go to children's hospitals, to go to, um, you know, foundations and organizations, fundraisers uh, Mm -hmm. for helping like vulnerable groups and everything. And that's the reminder that I feel like a lot of people forget to think about how the pageants in that sense keep us humble, it keeps us well-grounded. They encourage community service. I mean, in fact, with this pageant organization I'm in right now, um, they are, their platform is anti-bullying. It's called the Be Brave, Building Respect and Values for Everyone. And just to ensure that you know, you're not just taking that crown and banner and just sitting down with it. They mm-hmm. require us to do at least two community service appearances a month. And we have to submit that in to show that like, you know, we are serious about this stuff. You know, it's not just a title. It's, that's those are the type of things that I feel like is obviously left out, but we still try to encourage and promote it still. It definitely sounds like there's a lot more to to pageantry outside of the competition. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. And you see them after uh, outside of the whole competition and building successful lives and careers. I mean, you know, pageantry is not, well, I think it should not be a lifelong career, mm-hmm. um, but it's definitely a great stepping stone, a great push for really kind of changing the game, for um, making a difference and finding more about yourself in the process. Yeah. How has pageantry, but specifically your relationship to pageantry, shifted in this time, like during this pandemic? You know, um, it's, it's, a, it's, it's been changing a lot. Um, my co- national competition for the pageant was supposed to be next month. Mm-hmm. But after the pandemic, they've moved it to September. And in addition to that, you know, they realized that you, we can't go out and do community service events. So, you know, they encourage us to find things to do at home, like record yourself reading a book and posting on Instagram, mm-hmm. writing cards, sending in clothes donations, toiletries, and that type of sense. So, you know, it's basically always find another way to still make a difference, to still make an impact. I mean, I will say I was a little bit disappointed when, you know, school shut down because I had, um, as Miss Pennsylvania Collegiate, I wanted to make a difference on Penn's campus with the title. Yeah. Um, I've always kept pageantry and my academic school life very, very separate um, hmm. because, well, you know, like I said, it was like finding a different person in me. So I've always kept it separate. But with this system, it was the first time that 
they encouraged me to combine the two, pageantry and school. I was a little bit skeptical. I was nervous. Um, the very first time I wore my banner on Penn's campus on Locust Walk, mm-hmm. two guys looked at me and started laughing. I'm sorry about that. No, I mean, you know, it, it's, um, it was, it was a little bit just, yeah, I mean, it's, it's like something I have to expect, you know, there are, like I said, there are always people who have a negative idea of pageantry. Yeah. And since I'm in that field, it's, we want to show them differently. We want to show them the positive aspects of it. And I am actually kind of grateful now that I had that chance, that opportunity to, you know, show my pride, show my pageantry at school because my pageant career is winding down now. And since I'm about to graduate, um, I'm, my pageantry is about to come to a stop completely. I'm about to retire soon. Hmm. And, you know, I'm glad I had that opportunity to just show the real me, show how the pageantry has changed me. Um, and I think it's so funny too, how this platform I'm in is all anti-bullying and then I just see two guys laughing at me as I'm walking (laughs) at Locust Walk I should have stopped them and tell them hey so I'm with this platform it's anti-bullying so don't do it yeah um but you know it just um reminded me too that you know not a lot of people are going to share the same views as you and that's how the world works you know that's you know we're divided because of it and our job isn't to be aggressive and attack them it's to teach them to show them to educate them that's a really beautiful sentiment you mentioned earlier that you're about to retire um yes why is Uh, that um i started when i was 13 years old i'm 23 now Mm -hmm. and i'm at that point in my life where i need to thank the system but move on and start my career And, you know, a lot of jobs are not going to be too happy taking weeks off of work to, I don't know, compete or go on a cruise as part of your prize package and everything. Um, It's just kind of like that thing moment, like things happen. It's part of life, you know, when you're a mom and you're seeing your daughter going off to college, you know, it was Mm -hmm. inevitable. She's crying, she's upset. But at the same time, you know, this is what she needs to go through. And that's the same thing with me in pageantry. I've had my years, my successful years in pageantry. I've won so many state and national titles that, you know, I felt like I've done my time. So after this competition, the only one I want to do left is Miss USA. Mm -hmm. And with Miss USA, you can only compete for that system once, only once. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that I feel is really the best conclusion for my year patrick having the opportunity to compete for the Miss USA title. You've learned this stuff, now go run with it. Go go change someone, go help someone. And that's where I am. Yeah. What sacrifices did pageantry require? Oh man. Um I think one of my biggest regrets and Penn is not being able to join a sorority um, because it was my last year eligibility and I couldn't go because um, I was, I had just won that new, that new national title Mm -hmm. and part of signing the contract meant I had to go to a photo shoot all the way in Texas 
during that during that rush period yeah and you know I love the photo shoot it was a lot of fun but you know that was also my last chance to I feel maybe be more part of the pen community um so I mean you know it's not a lot of sacrifices generally because the pageantry the ones that I've done have mostly been in the summertime um or during the holidays but that's just the one event that really sticks out to me that makes sense it's I think I've also been feeling like similar things in terms of I got really into one club and I just like allowed it to take over my entire pen experience and Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that I regret it um but I realize now I could have done other things and still have gotten as much out of the one club but I I gotta say I'm, I'm seriously happy though you have the chance to enjoy the club because I feel like for the, my whole four years at Penn, I was only focused on getting an internship or getting a job. And mm. I feel like I've just missed out on so many like other opportunities to meet people and be a part of things. I mean, you know, I wish I would have had the opportunity to figure out if I genuinely liked accounting 101. I don't, <laughs> but I think about it. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, on to lighter topics. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Happy stuff. Let's do it. What is your regimen for like pageant preparation? That's a great question. I think every pageant that I do, I've had a lot of coaches or, mm-hmm. you know, I've had some coaches and one coach in particular has encouraged me, always encouraged me to keep a journal. Uh-huh. Um, and in that journal, he would say, you know, before your competition, I want you to write 12 things you would do as the new title holder and stick to that list. With that in mind, I really always just finding new things to do, adding more than 12 things made me just generally confident in my ability and how I really can make an impact. And all I had to do was then, all right, I have these things I want to do. Now I have to work for them. And that was motivation for me to, um, you know, ask my mom to help me with interview questions and mm-hmm. you know walk around the house in heels and practice in my gown and practice public speaking skills in front of my mirror or you know practicing in the shower or something yeah. and it's that was really kind of the best thing about it it's you know we always think okay we win this title like now what do we do mm-hmm. but this the journal was an opportunity to you know, set out your schedule, set out how you want to make a difference. And for me, I was just like, you know, I want to do fun things. The first thing I want to do after I won, I want to eat a cheeseburger, fries, and a milkshake with my title <laughs> on it. Like, that's the first thing I want to do because I deserve it. Mm-hmm. And then second after that, I want to start working with disability um, organizations, like the Learning Disability Association for Pennsylvania. They're like, they're like a brand new chapter that I was seriously eager um, to be a part of. And I've been in touch with the president and the manager. And um, I did a similar interview like this. And um, at the same time, Penn uh, created a new group uh, for, you know, kids with disabilities who have accommodations who go to wine garden like me. Yeah. And I put them in touch together. And I was just so proud of that. I was so happy. And, you know, I'm just all of a sudden so sad now that I'm graduating and won't be able to get to see, you know, the progress there. But um, yeah. it's, it's the best, you know, and mm-hmm. 
it's like checking off those things that on the list you it's not only a sense of pride or completion it's more like you've genuinely not only changed you know something about yourself but you changed the life of somebody else and that's the biggest biggest takeaway yeah <laughs> how I'm I I got a little stuck on this cheeseburger and fry situation <laughs> <laughs> I know it. it's true. Yes, yes. <laughs> I just way. wonder how how long before a competition do you like start uh changing your diet and or physical practices? Would you believe me if I told you that girls prepare a year before their competition? I do, but I can see why other people would do it. <laughs> you know, well the thing about it is you know, when you're trying to change, you know, body image it takes a lot of determination it takes mm-hmm. a lot of you know um, resistance to your personal foods and it's a, it's hard for a lot of people so that's why we set that time out the perfect amount of time to learn new eating healthy habits trying new workout routines um to help prepare us for the mentality because let's say you do win mm-hmm. um and this competition requires swimsuit but the competition, the national one, isn't until next year. Right. And during that time, you must keep up your public appearance, your public figure. Mm-hmm. You know, how are you going to do that? You can't just fall off on it again. So girls in that year's time, they prepare, they know how to keep that shape. And for me, my very first year when I did a swimsuit, I, it was in 2014. I was uh, 16 going on 17. Mm-hmm. Someone, uh, told me I need a little bit of work. Um, and I, if anything, I was, I said, okay, I, I can do this. I didn't care how much homework I had every day after school. I went to the gym and ran on the treadmill. I ate clean. And all of a sudden I realized, you know, I was dropping in dress sizes and I was, um, I was not in the best shape of my life. I was kind of overweight mm-hmm. and this really taught me discipline. Mm-hmm. And taught me how to, you know, still be healthy and enjoy myself and splurge in the moments. And a lot of these girls are doing the same thing because, you know, you're parading in a swimsuit on stage. My brother cringes still every time he sees <laughs> me, but I'm proud of it because I worked for this. I said no to the crunch candy bar. I said no to the peach rings. I said no to so many days of Chick-fil-A, mm-hmm. um, but I'm definitely going to enjoy it now because all that hard work has paid off. Sure. Okay. Now we're going to wrap it up with a lightning round. Okay. Let's um, do it. Okay. Cacao. <laughs> uh, is that a, is that a dog? Nope. It's, it's cacao. <laughs> oh, cacao. You're talking about like the, the, the um, like, co- like I'm thinking cocoa, like nuts or like oh. coffee or something. <laughs> I wasn't Maybe? even thinking of that. Okay. never mind. That won't be my sound effect. First, what is your favorite? section of a competition interview without a doubt interview that's the perfect opportunity for the judges to meet the real you to see you get to know you better because everyone can imitate a walk and a a public a public speech but interviews where you get to the nitty-gritty details of who exactly you're meeting who you're talking to Mm -hmm. what has been your favorite pageant to compete in oh my goodness um national american miss and i just say that generally because i've won nationals twice in that system Congrats. so that's thank you so that's definitely by far my favorite winning two times amazing and my last question 
if you had to explain pageantry to an alien, how would you do it? Hmm. Think about making a great first impression, showing the world who you really are. How are you going to show that? Because first impressions are everything. How do you want to come off across us? Because how you do is going to affect how other people see you. And you want to be positive about it. And you want to be inspirational. And you want people to accept the idea. Cool. Thank you so much for being on the, on the show. Thank you for having me, girl. Hello. Welcome to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate that. I really appreciate you. I hope that you got something out of this. And if you learned something, if you laughed, if you even just like my energy, please rate, review, subscribe, and share this with your friends. That will really help for this podcast and this community to grow. That helps me get more guests. And it means I can give you more of this delicious content. Much love, Athena Sayak.